Hello and welcome to episode 18 of My Freelance Life, a podcast from the team here at Milo.co. I am Preston, of course, with me on the air today, as always, is my friend Andy. Hey, Andy, how you doing? Hello, good, thanks. Good, glad to have you. Uh, If you've listened to the show before, folks, you know that Andy quit his job a while ago to start working for himself, and every week we've been checking in to see what it's really like when you decide to start freelancing and be your own boss full-time. You'll find show notes for this episode and all other episodes at FreelanceLifePodcast.com. And this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bonsai. Uh, They are wonderful to support a lot of our efforts at Milo. They are the number one freelance productivity suite in the entire world. We've, I've tried out Bonsai and personally love it. In fact, they're not paying me to say this, but I think it's one of the best uh, kept secrets in the world of freelancing. It's sort of like having your own virtual assistant. When your client accepts your proposal, for example, then Bonsai will draft up a contract. And then when your client signs the contract, Bonsai will generate the invoice and so on and so forth. It sort of helps you run your freelancing business as you move forward. It helps you scale a little bit faster and really streamlines a lot of your processes. It helps you focus on the work that you love the most. And then Bonsai handles the rest. And freelancers who use Bonsai, on average, get paid 13 days faster and have three times fewer late payments. Put your freelancing on autopilot today by trying Bonsai at freelancelifepodcast.com slash Bonsai. That's B-O-N-S-A-I. Again, your first 14 days are completely free. Go to uh, freelancelifepodcast.com slash Bonsai. Try it out. And uh, let us know what you think by uh, by sending us a tweet or an email at shows at Milo.co. We're going to jump into today's conversation with Andy. It's actually been a couple weeks, Andy, since we last talked. So how have you been, man? Yeah, I'm... I'm doing well. I feel like that even though it's been a couple of weeks, two weeks, that things have been kind of the same the last two weeks. I'm still in the the same place as before where I think one of the main things that was happening then and now is that I've been working on a project with a client that I first started up back in like, uh, I don't know six months ago, at least actually, yeah, it was, it was more than that. And so that was back when my rate was lower and I'm still working through that project and it's supposed to be done this week. And I'm really hoping that it will be, it's been fun to work on, but I'm just, it's taken up a lot of my time and at a lower rate when, if I was done or once I'm done with this, I can focus on some higher rate projects and also go out and get more. So that was happening a couple of weeks ago and it's still happening this week. So I'm just looking forward to getting that one. Also, that's probably, it's definitely not probably, it's definitely the biggest project I've worked on. So I'm excited to see it come to like a complete deliverable state. Yeah, that can be really satisfying, right? On, at the end of a big project. I'm curious how long on average, if you had to sort of make a guess on average, how long do your projects normally take? I mean, a, a you know, as listeners know, you get all of your clients currently through Upwork. So, and there's a certain amount of sort of work that goes into building a profile and all that sort of thing. So, I guess maybe how how maybe how long does an average project last? But also, like, how many projects are you working on at one time? What I'm trying to gauge is how much work do you have to put into building your profile in order to like get a a a good return so that you have regular steady work. I know that's kind of a convoluted question, but can you take your best stab at it? Yeah. um, Let's see. First off, what's the average 
amount of time for a project. I I have some projects that will only be, you know, four, four or five hours. And if I'm just, if they catch me at the right time of the day and I'm just in the mood, I'll sometimes just finish it that day. And then I have some projects that will last, um, I don't know. Uh, and this also is entirely subject to how often I work on a project. So it'd be better. It'd be, and I, it'd be better if I could pull up how many hours I work on a project. Cause if someone works more hours per day, then this could be a totally different thing. But I have some projects that'll go for, uh, maybe I'll finish it in a couple of weeks, but then I have a lot of them uh, that go on for four months. And that is probably just cause it's a slower developing development cadence, maybe because I'm working on more than one at a time or just because I choose to, I've been choosing to structure my days that way. But, uh, sometimes they go on for months also because we finish something in a couple of weeks and then they're periodically asking for updates. And so I do a little work here and there, just little follow-up projects. Um, you had another question about, um, how many projects at once right now. I probably, I mean, there's a lot of active contracts or technically active though. They're not really, but I'm currently working on one, two, three, maybe three that are like in, in a pretty like legitimately active state right now. But it sometimes is more than that. And when it gets to be too much, then it's stressful just because even if they're not all due at the same time, just the fact that they're all floating around in my head can make it stressful. But so I think like where I'm at now, three to five at a time is a, is a good amount that I like. Okay. So that, that actually opens up a bunch more questions in my mind. So, so one of them is, uh, if you know, do you have a preference on these? You, you talked about projects that if you're in the right mood or have the right timing or whatever, you can knock out in a day or maybe two days. And then there's these other projects that span over months. I mean, you know, are the long term, longer term projects that span over months? Are they do they bring you more predictable revenue? So you prefer that, or uh, do the shorter ones bring you faster revenue? So you prefer that. What? Where do you sort of stand on? If you could pick, like, what's your ideal? timeline for a project? Yeah, that's a great question. A, a good insight. And I, I like them both really for the reasons you said. Um, it's nice when I have a project that I know is going to take a while and they don't need it for a couple months, or it's just natural that they're going to expect it's going to take that long because I know I, for the next couple months, I don't have to focus as much on going out and acquiring new uh, contracts, yeah. new clients that I just get to that. And the, I know I can wake up work a couple hours on a solid project that is not going to be confusing. I'm not going to be like a lot of back and forth trying to like come to terms on pricing or scope or anything like that. So it's nice to just have a project that's semi long-term for that. But I also noticed that I like these short-term projects. And so sometimes even if I'm in the midst of working on a project that, you know, normally you would just work on it till it's done and then pick up the next one. Like, if I get an invitation or if I see a cool job come up in the job feed and it's like, oh, I just need this quick script built. It'll, you know, a fixed price project of whatever. And I look at it and I think I could bust that out tonight. Maybe it's because like, I just need a break from what I'm doing or I'm looking for a distraction or something, but it's fun to think, oh, I can finish this in a few hours. And then 
the amount I get paid today is right. is this much like a hundred bucks but more or something because I mean, you just did a quick yeah. little thing. Yeah. Though sometimes the amount of time I spend on it, if I have like active work available, I could have just spent those hours doing that, and I would have made maybe the same amount. I think what it what it is actually. I'm having this thought because of some things I was reading yesterday about to do list applications, apps, uh, yeah. applications, <laughs> what is it? and uh, and the I, and I have this this thought that maybe the reason why I like to pick up those quick jobs, either fixed price or hourly, but like the quick ones, um, is because it gives you a sort of like like a dopamine hit. Maybe this is what someone was saying oh, about. Yeah to-do list at it was like on the on this forum of like this productivity forum and and people were having these the this discussion about how like it's really fun to look for the coolest new thing the next shiny like task management thing and go learn how to set it up and have your perfect system because if your hobby is organizing like things like that and it's fun to do that then you get a like a i guess what a dopamine hit from like organizing it and the novelty of it. But then once you actually have to start using the, the app to like get your stuff done, that's not necessarily as fun to you. <laughs> right. And so then you're like on the hunt for the next thing. And then you end up spending all your time building these systems one after the other, looking for the silver bullet when that's not what they're meant to do in the first place. But again, then again, if it's your, if it's your hobby, maybe it's fine to dedicate time to that anyway. But to, to, to take that back, the, I, my thought now is that, maybe that's why I do these because it's, it's really fun for me. And the, the challenge of trying to solve a problem, which is what I do as a freelancer, people come to me and say, can you solve right, yeah. this workflow problem? And so it's like, Oh, cool. And I figured out, but then what, if it's something like the one I'm working on now, or I'm spending months trying to like think of every potential thing that could go wrong and write like, write the script so that it handles potential errors and so that it anticipates every little thing that a, that a user might input that would be incorrect and trying to guide them away from that and all these different things. Like they're still part of the problem solving, but there's something about solving a a new project, getting it done and being done with it. It's like, it's like a satisfying little puzzle to solve and, so that's why I like those as I well. I love that. <laughs> I've actually, I, I haven't ever thought about it that way before, but I actually see the same thing in my business. And I know you're, you know, in the future looking at maybe doing s- sort of uh, other business models. And, and a lot of listeners know that I, um, in my business, I, I have like a subscription that, that people can subscribe to. We've talked about on the show before called Solid Gigs, but I also sell like information yeah. products. And then I do a little bit of, service-based stuff yeah. on the side. And so I, but, but that's really interesting because the long-term stuff like the subscription uh, stuff is really great for predictable income, but it does start to feel a little bit more like a job, which is fine uh, because it also has some of the benefits <laughs> yeah. of a job, right? Like the benefit is I can rely on subscription revenue every month as a base, but then I, I love like chasing, like chasing podcast sponsors or like these little things that can't be systematized as much. Uh, I still sort of handle on an individual basis or like creating a new product and selling it is a huge dopamine hit. Like if you can create a product in a month or something and then sell it the next month, it's a, it's fun to like work on these 
sort of smaller like spike projects while your underlying sort of predictable revenue is coming in as well. So I've never thought about it that way, but that's, that's really, really interesting. Yeah. I think it just came about, like I said, cause of what I was reading last night, but I, it's really nice that it does work. Well, let me back this up. I think I've, and I'm sure I'm not the only one I've, I've been guilty of this before where I have, a cool idea, like a business idea, this thing I want to build. And I'll spend time like brainstorming it, thinking of how I'd structure it, maybe starting to build out the basics of it, um, planning out the naming and the like how, like just all the like early brainstorming activities. And then you start building domain. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like starting to even build out like even some of the basic structure functionality. And then, and then you like stop and maybe it's because there's a new idea that's caught your interest and you, and you pursue that. And that it can definitely be detrimental to, um, progress. Well, not all progress cause you're learning along the way, but it can be detrimental to like getting something successfully launched and growing it to where it will be. Well, where it will bring like financial benefit back to you. But the cool thing about this is that if I pick up a, you know, a couple hundred dollar fixed price project and can finish it in a day or two and then let it go, like before that novelty wears off, then I, I, at least I had something to show for it. Whereas like a half completed, you know, new business idea doesn't, doesn't give you anything. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's like an enabling thing and it, and it shouldn't be celebrated, but nevertheless, like at least I, getting something from I think it. that's actually really insightful and particularly for people who are I think this is actually true of everybody who runs their own business but particularly people who are maybe trying to do it on the side like you can chase the next shiny object all the time when you're trying to figure out like what what's going to save yeah. me from my day job or what's even just going to bring me some extra revenue on the side or whatever like it can be I have plenty of friends who who go through that. Like they, it's like, well, this month I'm gonna start this business, and next month I'm oh, I've already started on this next thing. And they have a dozen, and and you know, not to be self righteous, because I also have you know a a path of dead projects, half completed projects <laughs> in my wake. But yeah, same here. Yeah, I think I think it's the nature of people who are who tend to be more entrepreneurial that you you see an opportunity, you you sort of get the dopamine hit for exploring the opportunity. And you're right, I don't think it's all bad, but I think it's bad when it holds you back from making real progress on anything at all. You know, I, I love yeah. finding the, the way I've found around that. I'm not perfect at it, but I have, I love sort of building accountability into it. And you've, you've said that too, like with clients, if, if it's a client project, there's way more accountability, obviously, than if it's like something that you just came up with. And so you have to deliver this thing in like three days. So you're just going to crank oh, on yeah. it and get it done. You get the dopamine hit. You like also finish the project. Yeah. It's, it's built right in. And I've done the same thing. Like if, if you have an audience or if you have, you know, like if you have blog readers or something, or if you have, family that you can incorporate into it to build accountability in, you know, some people will do like a mastermind group. I have a friend online who just every once in a while will message me and say, I want to get this thing done in the next two weeks. And in two weeks, I want you to bug me about it. And, um, and in fact, one of my friends still owes me a hundred bucks. Cause he was like, if I don't get it done, I'm going to send you a hundred dollars. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that works for me. 
And uh, so I need to follow yes. I need to follow up with him about that. But um, but yeah, accountability I think is crucial. It, the dopamine hit isn't the isn't the bad thing, right? The bad thing is like the unfinished potential, unreached potential. Yeah, that that this is a really cool way of looking at this. I haven't thought of before. And what I was originally saying was, you know, tying the this idea of like the half finished projects to just these like quick one-off projects that I'm doing now. But as you started talking about it in comparison to just, you know, in general, when you work at a job and you're trying to get something else launched on the side, like everything I do as a freelancer, not just these quick one-off projects is, is like the, is, well, how am I trying to say this is better than, than having that trail of like half finished projects behind you. And because even, even if I'm working on a, with a client for a couple of months, it's, I'm not, I haven't created like this self-sustaining, you know, um, the self-sustaining like business or, or income stream, but at least I'm getting paid for the, for the work I'm doing to develop something on the side. And I, I did not explain that nearly as well as it had clicked in my head earlier, but <laughs> it applies to all the, the upward things that, that I'm doing right now. I, the freelance things that I'm doing. Now. I think, and it's a, oh. it's a nice thing to have that something to, something to show for these, for these bits of work that you're adding. It still feels like it's on the side to me. Like these are just little side uh, projects I'm yeah. doing, but when you see them, when you put them all together, they make one like day job, if you will. Yeah. It it can be, it's such a fine line because you also don't want to be just cranking away so hard on, on like something that's working to not be visionary or exploratory or um, experimental. Like you want to be able to still try new things and, and you know, the, the, the 10th, what could be half completed project might be like the project that takes your business to the next level. And so there's such, it's such a fine line or, or a tough balance between am I wasting my time or am I working on something that's going to, to really uh, bring results for me. It's, it's about shipping it. Like if you can ship something quickly, you can see if it's going to be something that works or not. And I've, I've had plenty of projects that I've shipped and then they just completely failed or maybe didn't even completely fail, but they were mildly successful, but not worth the amount of time that I had to put into them and that kind of thing. I don't know if you've had similar experiences. Um, yes, I think to some extent, I think the biggest thing for me was always just chasing the next idea and be, whether it's because of having a lot of interests or having ADD or whatever the case may be, like the fact that you want to, you want to start researching something else before you get a chance to finish the other one. I wonder if like in our own sort of one person businesses or, or small businesses, whatever your situation is, I wonder if we could incorporate like Google's 80, 20 rule where they, isn't it Google that lets their employees like spend 20% of their work hours Uh. on, like any project they want and, and a lot of the best Google products, and maybe this is like startup world mythology, but I feel like it's true. Um, I've definitely heard that. Yeah. The anecdote you're talking yeah, about, and like some of the best Google products come out of this 20% time that they get uh, every week or something like that. I, I wonder if you could apply that, whether it's true or not, if you could apply it to your own business, like, you have to spend 80% of your time on the stuff that's working, the stuff that brings in the money, the stuff that moves your project forward. But 
you know, if you on your calendar set aside 20% of your time for just experimenting and learning and trying new things and brainstorming and innovating and all of those fun things that can make business a little bit more exciting. Uh, I don't know. That could, that could work well. I like that idea. I, I think I end up doing that to some extent. I don't know like how much I'm dedicating to it, but um, it's probably a good idea to have that more official both to just for the days when you're not doing it enough to allow yourself that like time guilt-free and also for the times when maybe I'm doing too much of that to like rein it in a little oh, bit. Yeah, I love but I, I find myself doing that and uh, yeah, I like, I like that idea. Yeah. I love that. It keeps you balanced sort of on both sides of it. And then as, as something that you've done in your 20% time starts to be more successful, you can incorporate it into your 80% time, right? That's kind of the idea is that things get upgraded Ooh, yeah. or discarded when, when you only have 20% of your time to spend on them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I might try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. Like I said, I already, I, I feel like I'm already doing this, but sometimes it, I get carried away because these other side projects are more fun. Even if it's something as simple as like, I'm trying to fine tune a, a, a script that I end up using for a lot of different clients. And if I could just have something ready to go, then yeah. I can always just drop it in. But then I spend time like developing this to be all special and extra fancy and it's fun. So I, I maybe don't give the time to the other things, but like you said, it could potentially upgrade to 80%. Some of these little side projects that I work on to help my, my client work could be productized or whatever, or offered in, in some way subscription service or just selling a a Google add on or whatever the case may be. So they really could come to something other than just helping me, which already brings a benefit. Yeah. I love the idea of, you know, building something once. And then as a project comes through in Upwork, you're like, Oh, that script I already built for this other client or that I already have like ready to go with a couple of tweaks, you know, I could solve that problem and it's maybe an hour's worth of work for, you know, a, a fixed price that's worth maybe five or six hours or something. And you're really using your like pre, I guess you're already created assets to, to really improve your, your revenue per hour or whatever. I love that idea. And then like you said, like maybe developing products and that sort of thing out of it. I think there's a lot of potential for it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, good, man. I think that was a good conversation. We got kind of carried away there. We're 24 minutes in or something to the the conversation. We've, we've kind of just talked about that one thing, but I think it was, I found it personally found it a little insightful. And as I, just kind of uh, thought out loud, you know, I, I came up with a couple of things that really resonated with me at least. So hopefully that's been helpful for, for the listeners as well. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up today's episode? Um, yeah, just the, the old disclaimer that if it's, because <laughs> sometimes I, we talked about this once, maybe even for a whole episode once that I feel like anxious that I'm, painting too rosy a picture. And I I thought that earlier. And the fact of the matter is like, I'm still trying to, trying to consistently make enough for this to be long-term sustainable. And sometimes I I feel like I, I hint at the fact that I don't necessarily work a ton of hours every day. And while that may be true, that's not necessarily what I need to be doing. 
So I don't want to give people the wrong idea. And of course, your mileage may vary based on the industry you're in, the location you're in, perhaps, and whatever your rates are. But that's that's my my disclaimer I want to add. I like that. I, it could be worthwhile in another episode chatting about, um, you know, the old cliche of working smarter, uh, not harder, or or working. I, I sort of hate that cliche, so I shouldn't have said it, but, but working... <laughs> working smarter, not, uh, more, you know, like, like there are ways uh, to grow your business, particularly in freelancing where at some point, even if you were doing the best you could and you were working 80 hours a week as a freelancer, like you're going to burn out and you can't just work more hours or just at some point you can't just keep raising your rates, you know? So it could be fun one episode to just like brainstorm ways to, uh, to, I guess, continue with the lifestyle that you want, which I know Andy, a lot of yours has to do with a little more autonomy and free time and time for hobbies and travel and that sort of thing. Um, but while, while still like building a business that can support you full time and that you don't worry month to month, eventually where, where the money's coming from. Yeah. I like that idea. Choosing to focus on, on ways to, I mean, I, it's still fairly low hanging fruit to just work more hours at this stage right, where I'm yeah. at with things, but then also, yeah, definitely focusing on making it smarter. And part of that is just finding the right rate, what you can, what the market will allow, what you mm. can charge. And that, that alone can make in, I've already seen this, that can make a huge difference in, 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 I guess in, in what your like end take home is like, I've, I would not have expected to be where I'm at when I started in terms of that. I think I'd love to hear too from any listeners who have, who've been able to do that, who maybe they started just as, you know, by the hour freelancers and then they've built in other ways to sort of solidify their revenue and, and um, support their lifestyle in terms of flexibility and, and free time and all that sort of thing, time for passion projects, any, any of that. I'd love to hear from you guys, if you want to, if you want to yeah, let us too. know, you can email us at shows at Milo.co. That's M I L L O.co. Uh, we're also at M I L L O team, uh, on Twitter. You can just tweet us a little anecdote of, of what you've been able to do, but we'd, I, I'd love to hear what people have been able to do. Maybe we could, um, you know, discuss a few of those on an episode coming up. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I've also, got me thinking how sometimes um, people on their personal websites or their blogs or whatever will post monthly income reports. And I think maybe I should be doing that for this because I'm always kind of, I've always been purposefully vague with, Mm, with numbers, with numbers um, financially speaking. And that's simply just because I haven't, I haven't, you know, sat down and thought, is this something I want to share? Is it misleading? Is it, distracting even because it doesn't, if it gives you a certain idea that may not actually matter for you. And so I haven't really decided whether or not that's helpful. So I just usually don't say it at all. But anyway, I wonder maybe I'll, I'll I'll think on that because as a freelancer, not that I have a, like a blog audience or whatever, but even just for the sake of the listening to the podcast, if they want to see the details of like what it costs for me, cost of living for me and my family my wife and I and see what the income is like and even run some numbers of like show how much I made and how many hours I worked for the month. I don't know. 
maybe I should first worry about making this sustainable and maybe I'll add that into you know, it. You know, coming back to the conversation about uh, accountability, though, that's a fantastic way to, to be accountable. Yeah, and. and and That's where, true. you know, where you see more accountability, you see more growth. Like I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. So, you know, it could be a, it could be a fun way to, to see some growth month over month. And, um, we'll, we'll, uh, obviously you can pick, we don't have to do exactly what everyone says, but let's ask the listeners as well. I mean, again, write us at shows at Milo.co or tweet us at, at Milo team. Um, and we'd love to hear what you think. Would you like to see a more detailed sort of summary of what Andy's actually got going on? We've been purposefully vague because so many people live in different parts of the world. Money looks so different. Their lifestyle is different. You know, some people have a family of 10, some people have just them. And so it's so hard to, you know, pigeonhole it, but, but we'd love to hear what you think. Um, so let us know if we, if we ought to do be a little more, I guess, transparent with what's actually happening in Andy's business. And I'm happy to do similar things in my business too, if you'd like to know. So let us know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up today's episode. Um, as a reminder, you can find show notes for this episode and all other episodes at freelance life podcast, uh, com. And as one final reminder as well, this, this episode was supported by our friends at Bonsai. I've recently uh, reconnected with one of the founders at Bonsai and we're working closely to make sure that they are building a, a tool for freelancers that really is top notch. And like I, like I mentioned in the intro, you know, they're, they're building some really cool features into Bonsai. You can try it at freelancelifepodcast.com slash Bonsai. And, um, we would love for you to use that link particularly that we're, we have sort of an affiliate partnership with them right now. And so anytime you visit that particular link, we get just a little bit of a kick. If you, uh, if you end up signing up, of course you can try it for 14 days, completely free. And, um, there's no hassle. Like if you just want to cancel, you don't even have to put your credit card in to try it. You can just try it out. If you don't want to continue, no problem. You won't pay any money, but if you do continue, Andy and I will see just a little bit, just a little piece of that to help support this show and our other efforts at Milo. Um, thanks again to you, Andy, of course, and um, sure. to our editor, Danny Gilman at Echopod Media. He edited this podcast. The, uh, the theme music for this show is a song called Road Trip by Joaquin Garud. And My Freelance Life, of course, is a production of Milo.co. You can learn more about us at M-I-L-L-O.co. And you can listen to our other podcasts there, too. We have two other podcasts right now. We're working on a few more. Um, we'd love to hear what you think. We'd love to have you listen to the other shows. We will talk to you next week. Andy, does that sound all right? Yeah, sounds great. Okay, perfect. See you later. See ya. See ya.